Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Woke STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, the Woke STEM Teacher, and I have my lovely assistant here with me, X-Kai. How you doing? Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself, X-Kai. I am (laughs) X-Kai. Okay, X-Kai. Welcome to the Woke STEM Teacher Podcast. This is our first Mm -hmm. official Mm -hmm. episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you like that little tone mm-hmm. I was keeping okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. you held that note <laughs> okay so mm-hmm. my question so we just jumping right into the it the episode yes of okay, course got it. like let's go. I don't waste time you gotta get right into the teaching and learning let's go let okay x my question of the episode for you is do you think that one person can motivate another person and if you do or don't, tell me why. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Because I think that if somebody were to, I've been motivated by like my godfather, for example. I've mm-hmm. been motivated by my mom. Um, I've had friends. You've motivated me. Um, I think that there are things that a person can do that can essentially... Um, I don't know, was it like spark that internal flame, mm-hmm. that that fire in the belly? Like, I think that there are things that you can do that can set that off in me. And I think, well, that's what I think motivation is. Okay, so you don't think that the spark would be considered inspiration and not motivation? No. So when I think about motivation, I'll answer the same question as mm-hmm. you, right? I pose this to myself. Do I think that another yeah. person can motivate another person? I don't think so. Um, I think that motivation, right? If we look at the, what the definition of motivation is, mm-hmm. it is creating a motive or it's a motive. Who's creating no, the no, motive? not not creating, but a motive for someone to do to want or desire to do something, right? And okay. I think that it has to come from within. I don't think that motivation is something that I can give to someone else or that i can so spark in somebody. I, I, I think you. i think that that, that would definition be considered, though let me finish i think that that would be considered inspiration so like okay. the fact that you said your godfather like you think that he motivates you i think he inspired you hmm. to want to do better he inspired you to do these things i don't think it was necessarily Motivation. motivation I think it has to be this intrinsic thing where you figure out what it is you want out of life mm-hmm. and then you figure out what steps you need to take to get there you know right. you get what I'm saying yeah. I think I think we can we get so caught up in thinking that and this is like very true for education we get so caught up in like thinking that we can motivate students by providing them these extrinsic rewards like candy or no recess or providing them with, you know, homework passes. I've never known no recess to be in a I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. Extra recess time. What am I saying? No recess. That would be the opposite, right? Um, but, like, providing them these rewards and thinking that this is motivation for them to do well. I think it's a temporary thing. It's, you know, it's effective, it's, though. Well, it can be effective. Well, 
it, it can be effective, but mm-hmm. it's only for a short period of time because at some point those students will start to think that they deserve more or they'll be entitled to more. If when that's people, their intrinsic motivation. It's but it's not intrinsic. That's the thing. But it's, I'm saying if it's it's, it's not. Why, why would they start to think that? What do you mean? You said there's they'll start to think that they deserve more because you're giving this thing to them. Okay. Okay. So if is I'm, that going to motivate I'm, them to work harder? Not necessarily. It'll it'll motivate. Okay. The, I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll it won't motivate them. It'll make them do things whatever it takes. Right. Whatever it takes. So they become ruthless. Exactly. Whatever it takes to get this thing. Mm-hmm. So if I have to cheat off of somebody else to get this grade, mm-hmm. or if I have to cheat off of somebody else. Or, you know, throw somebody else under the bus to get this reward. What if it's working until 3 a.m.? What do you mean? I mean, why does it have to be negative? Like, why does it have to cheat off anybody as far as being ruthless? Like, well, we're, I'm, I'm talking about, like, students when we're thinking about, like, right negative forms of this. Not gotcha. talking about someone who is willing to work to 3 a.m. Okay. That person probably has some form of intrinsic mo- motivation that mm-hmm. they can, you know, relate. That may have been driven by... What? This external motivation um, from the teacher. I don't. No. I don't agree with that. No, okay. I don't. Right. Okay. Um, okay. You know, we can we can agree to disagree with that. I think I think teachers can provide the environment to for students to find their motivation, mm-hmm. but I don't think that teachers, environment. Yeah. So is does that count then as motivation or no? The environment? No, I don't think it counts as motivation. So there's no. Yeah, so there's no thing, there's nothing that a teacher can do to motivate a student, is what you're saying. No, I don't think so. I I think it has to come from within. It has to be, like, if you understand, like, okay, these are the interests that the student needs, I can bring that out of you, but I can't motivate you to do those things. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I can bring that... What if I see a friend of mine mm -hmm. cutting a cucumber... Mm-hmm. And he slices like his whole middle finger off, mm-hmm. like gone. Mm-hmm. Can I be motivated at that point to be more cautious in how I cut a yeah. cucumber? Not necessarily. How would you be I, motivated? It's I, a want. It's a need. It's a desire. Which is what you said motivation was. Yeah. So that extrinsic thing could motivate me. It's temporary though. Because you could fine. get you could get hasty, and that's the thing. That's what I'm like trying to focus on is the okay. fact that like extrinsic motivators are not the end all. They're fleeting. Be all. They are fleeting. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. It has to be intrinsic motivation. Like we can say, you know, um, people can be extrinsically motivated by mm-hmm. money to get out of a certain situation that sure. they are in, but. That is not the end-all, be-all, right? There has to be some other part of that. And I think that's where intrinsic motivation comes in, where, like, figuring out what student interests are, what students are, you know, what what do students need? What are mm-hmm. students... No, 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 not even what students need. What do students want? What do they desire? What are they there for? What are they there for? And, and I, I, I've been reading a book, in one of my um, graduate classes about it's called disruptive innovation um, and one of the things it talks about is you know what job 
are students hiring schools to do for them? So like, okay. what is the job that students want schools to do for them? Okay. And um, the book talks about how like most times uh, the job is uh, success through progress, through growth, and then socialization. So like those are the two things that students interests or like students hire school for you know you can ask a student what do they come to school for right a lot of times you might get the answer of what like what do, what do students usually say um to be with my friends to be with my friends um <laughs> i'm supposed to be here i'm supposed right legally i have to be yeah. here by law i have to be uh, here my parents make me come to school every day here so i don't get fined uh <laughs> yeah Okay, Marshawn Lynch. Um, <laughs> Beast mode. <laughs> but I think the the um, the main thing, like we had to listen to, okay, what are these responses? And I'm going to pick on the one that I know that I can directly affect in my classroom, and that's socialization. Mm-hmm. right? If I can provide students opportunities to socialize more through my curriculum, then that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If I can pr- provide students with opportunity for success, through progressing through the curriculum that I'm providing, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. Right. And trying to offer real world applications for the things that they are learning. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that <clears throat> oh, you, you'll get the answer. A lot of students come to school so they can play football, so they can play basketball, so they can be in corral or, you know, like the extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we get too caught up on the fact that like extracurriculars are extra you know mm. curriculars they're not part of the the core the core yeah. <clears throat> they're not part of the core or the primary curriculum and i think teachers need to take advantage of that and like and start to incorporate those things into the primary curriculum because so many students are invested in extracurricular right. activities. It's important. It's important because so I think extracurriculars require the like the devout attention of the parent the parent or the student. Mm-hmm. Right. So somebody saw that Taekwondo was being offered mm-hmm. or somebody saw that you can go into masonry or carpentry or whatever the case is. Like they they saw it and realized that this is something that my child is interested in or mm-hmm. as a child this is something that I want to do you know and they decided to do it so um, the extra you know quote unquote extra curricular I mm-hmm. think is more important than the core than the curricular quite <laughs> frankly the, because the regular curriculum yeah then you like you, you understand the the students like draw their mm-hmm. their passion their drive their um, I don't know like what's, what gets them up their alarm clock Right, right, right. Like, I know when I was passionate about what I was doing, you know, like, there were times when I was working that I did not even need to set a clock. Mm-hmm. Like, I woke up because... You wanted I, to go I, in. Like, I you were ready. Excited. I was ready. You got that I fire burning. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I think that, you know, once that teacher finds the student's alarm clock, mm-hmm. oh. then, like, they've won. Yes. I like that. Once the teacher finds that student alarm, students alarm mm-hmm. clock, that's their passion. That's like what that's, gets them up. Do you think it works the same way for like supervisors when they're trying Absolutely. to 
absolutely motivate employees absolutely if um, i don't have to tell you you know um i mean i've hired people before i fired people before but if i don't have to tell you you know to to make sure that you show up you know to work on time Mm -hmm. if i don't have to tell you you know to send me whatever reports by this day multiple times Mm -hmm. um if you do something Mm -hmm. that makes my life easier as your supervisor without me having to ask it or insinuate it like Mm -hmm. you've i think you figured out the cheat code right you know like as an employee like you figured it out so um i think that happens when that employee feels comfortable feels good they're excited man i'm telling you you know to work (laughs) for that particular employer Mm -hmm. you know i think I think the boss makes or breaks the the culture. Absolutely, of the organization. The same for teachers, right? Absolutely. You know, you, you can, can make break or break the culture of the, of the yeah. classroom. And so, yeah, the culture, the environment mm-hmm. of the classroom. You know, if you your students are walking into a dull room every day, right? Then how can you expect them to even want to tap into that right. intrinsic motivation? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for me and, to make you smile if I'm frowning. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think. There are far too many teachers out there who are just like, mm-hmm. this is what it is. I'm not going right. to make this it's exciting. Accepted. Yeah. yeah, it's accepted. It's, it's become far uh, far too common. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become the status quo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think we also need to discuss, like, I think we need to discuss Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Because... Mm. Um, I love that. <laughs> because far too often we have, you know, if you're working in a Title One school, you have students, and this is for teachers to be able to understand the needs, and and actually for um, employees, employers to be under to be able to understand the needs of employees. Um, you have people who come in whose most basic needs are not being met, right? And if those physiological needs are not being met, and by physiological I mean hunger thirst safety security right those basic needs at the bottom of that pyramid are not being met then i'm not going to expect you know your social emotional or your self-esteem or your esteem or your um what's the final one like full potential needs self-actualization yeah self-actualization needs to even be a forethought like a thought in your mind because those basic needs have not been satisfied. Right. Right. Um, if you're uh, hungry, you're not worried about being quote unquote woke. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't care. Like your stomach, <laughs> like your, your stomach is eating itself. You know what I mean? So like, you're not worried about self I'm trying to get to the food, right? Exactly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying, trying to be to, comfortable. <laughs> I'm trying to survive. If I'm tired, all and we and I'm in a meeting, mm-hmm. all I'm thinking about is sleeping. I ain't trying to hear mm-hmm. what nobody around me has to exactly. say. Exactly. I'm trying to get out of this so I can eat, or so uh, I'm trying to get out of this I so I can drink. I don't care about the color, or... the dry erase markers. <laughs> we don't care. Uh, and I think <laughs> I think it's important that educators recognize that right. that like you will have students who come in who don't have those basic needs met. Yep. 
and then figure out a way to attempt to meet those like mm-hmm. to, to meet those needs and to, yeah just meet students where they are you know what i mean mm-hmm. um you yes. know we we a lot of times we will and i've seen this we will take a a student falling asleep in our class as disrespect right it's not about you and though. it's it's not and i like i i <laughs> This is probably going to make me sound like a bad teacher or whatever. But if a student falls asleep in my class, most times, if I, like, I'll try to jog them awake once. And then if they fall asleep again, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, they're really tired. I will let them sleep. Because yeah. I don't know the situation that they have going out on mm-hmm. at home. And once they sleep, class is over. I will talk to them after class yeah. about what's going on. Because right. I need, you know, like, that makes showing sense. that amount of care. But... I think, um, you know, taking it as disrespect, I don't think it's fair. I don't, you know. It's not fair. I mean, I can see why a teacher would do it, but it's definitely not fair because you didn't give that student a chance to, you know, to explain themselves. Right. I think only because you may have experienced what that student may have experienced Mm -hmm. at some point or another Mm -hmm. or something similar. um, Do you understand that that could be a possibility? Right. Right, you know that's why that exposure, that experience, that you know that upbringing, like all that is so important, you know, to provide that context. Right. Because only once you have that context does you know you know a a potentiality of (laughs) that sort come into fruition. Right. You know, you wouldn't otherwise be able to think of that at all unless you've experienced it. Or same when it comes for like hunger, we have students right who are like. You know, I'm hungry. Can I eat this apple? Mm-hmm. Can I eat this? And it's just, you know, like yeah, that was that was rules in our school. Like you, know, you couldn't <laughs> eat in your classroom. You know, um, and you couldn't fall asleep. You couldn't. Um, I don't know. There are a number of things, but just knowing that there may be students who don't have an opportunity to eat at home, mm-hmm. and this is their right. time to, to eat, eat what you said an apple. No, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it could be. <laughs> It could be so worse. Like, so, also so why worse. I think the the um, the concept of prioritization of time mm-hmm. is such a big thing because we try to make time this concept within a school where like I expect you to have these things done. I expect you to have this done by this time. Right. And it's not necessarily fair to students, even like you th- if you think about it culturally people don't prioritize prioritize time in the same way um i don't know i think i disagree with that mm-hmm. i think i do i mean are you saying like deadlines don't exist or shouldn't exist or um i'm saying that deadlines shouldn't be so rigid that's what i'm saying so um, and I'm and I'm and I'm only I'm only thinking about in terms of students. I'm not thinking about in terms of adults. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about in terms of students when we get to like talking about you know homework policies and like what happens at home mm-hmm. because a lot of times students don't have control of the time that they have at home, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that with the different students that I've worked with. Right. You know they they don't have control over that. As adults, it's different. Like, is there a majority of these students? that don't complete their homework? Um, no. 
Okay. It's not a majority. Okay. But we not even get into a homework discussion. That's a whole different, you know, okay. topic, right. whatever, whatever. Okay. But let's okay. get back to this motivation. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I want to know what has what motivated you in school. Like, what motivated you to, you know, get your bachelor's degree and then your your master's and now your doctorate? Like, well, what there was were, the motivation? Yeah, there was there was really no choice, and it wasn't like a, um. I don't know. Like my mom never said, you know, you you better get your bachelor's, you better mm-hmm. get your master's, you better get your doctor. Like she never said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the fact that you know my father came here from a, a completely different country. Um, he got his master's and his doctorate. Mm-hmm. My mom had me at a, you know, she was like nineteen, twenty, mm-hmm. and. You know, she graduated on time. I actually think a semester early mm-hmm. or something like that with ooh, honors. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then went on to get two masters. So it was like without saying, I felt challenged by that. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I had to at least do that. Mm-hmm. And so being that my mom had two masters, you know, my father had a doctorate. Mm-hmm. I had to at least get a master's and a doctorate. Mm-hmm. So, um, wasn't forced upon me but just knowing the work at that that both of them had see and yours was the motivation of seeing others around you not yeah. as a, like them they didn't force anything on no, they didn't they try didn't. to motivate you to say like no. this is what you need to get like you saw this and you was you were like well you know yeah. they can do it i can do this of and course. then some uh-huh. um uh another one of the things that disruptive innovation talks about is like a lot of teachers and um, administrators think that education itself is the motivation. And for you, it doesn't sound like education itself was the motivation. Like, education for the sake not, of itself. Not in the beginning. Right. It no, is now. Right, right. Yeah, no, 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 not now. now. But before, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the motivation for you. No. And I think... <laughs> my story is a little different and this is why it's so important for us to recognize the differences in like all our students because my story would reflect like i I don't want to say it's like education for the sake of education but um this is gonna be my first story time i'm gonna gonna tell you a story about what like sparked motivated whatever you want to call it me um so when I was in third grade, and I've told you this story before, mm-hmm. and uh, I posted this online not too long ago. Uh, when I was in third grade, um, my elementary school was having this like school-wide math competition. Uh, and the school was given this math riddle to solve. And the first class that was solve it could get a bucket of candy. It's probably, like candy. probably not. <laughs> Bucket. Probably not something that you know schools should be giving to children, no, but whatever. It's a lot of candy. It, this moment helped me, you know, access my whatever it was. I don't know, but it was a lot of candy. Right. Um. Anyway, so the riddle was like a ten. We we had to figure out what a ten digit number was, and each digit had like a, a phone cl- number. Yeah, but each digit two eight one had a three three zero eight zero zero phone. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> But each digit in this 10 digits had a clue that was associated with it. 
So like a clue could be this digit is the number of days in a week. Mm-hmm. And what would that be? 13. You better stop playing. I'm just playing. That's seven. Okay. Right? And so our teacher <laughs> read us each of the riddles for each digit. And then we figured out, as a class, we figured out the first nine digits. Now, mind you, we didn't know whether or not these digits were right or wrong. Okay. We were just so how like... So, how do you know that this, you figured them out? Well, this was us being confident enough as a class. We were like, okay, this is this is two. Okay. This is nine. This is seven. Like, we, we had it. We were like, okay, we told the teacher. She didn't know the answer to the riddle either. So, oh. she was just as clueless as us. But she was like... Okay. Writing down our numbers, our answer, you know, whatever. So uh-huh. we had the first nine digits. We were like, okay, we, Jones we got this. We got this. We some smart third graders. And um, so, you know, we confident in our answers. Mm-hmm. We got to the last number. And the clue was something like, this digit is the very first whole number. or It was something like that. The mm-hmm. very first whole number. And so a bunch of students, they were like, oh, that's one. That's easy. We got it. Like, that's our last number. We done. Yeah. And me, being me, mm-hmm. nerdy old Angela, um, <laughs> I guess I, I was a little bit of an asshole then. I still am now. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, maybe this is when I started it off. I don't know. But I was like, uh, what about zero? Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like, what? Some people were like, oh, man, we didn't even think about that. And I said, what about zero in a way like, we can't be forgetting about zero. That's the homie right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the first one. The first to to ever do it now. (laughs) 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 The zero to ever do it. (laughs) No, no, no. But I was. (laughs) That throwback digit. (laughs) That OG. That's that. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's that OG. So I was like, okay, what about zero? And you know, people thinking about it. So the class, we we voted on between zero and one, mm-hmm. and it the class is divided. And so I had to make a case for zero. Right. I made my little case for zero, and I think the fact that this is third grade, so the fact that like. I was the first student in my class to um, get all my times tables out the way up through 12. Mm. Kind of helped boost my reputation in math. 12 times 11. Stop playing with me. My fault. Stop playing with me. Anyway. 12 um, times 12. Oh, stop. Yeah, okay, you know I got this. I was just, I, never mind. I'm not even about to, we're not doing this. 9 times I, 6. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty-four. Yeah, stop. Fifty-four. Four. Four. <laughs> but no, no, no. Go ahead. Look, you making me. You see, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um. But anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, we we divided on zero one. I was the first one to finish my timetables up through twelve, so that kind of boosted people's confidence in me and my little argument that I had. And so most of the class voted for zero. Mm-hmm. So I wound up winning the majority. And so we we put zero as our final digit. And I had a student. It was a male student. He came up to me. And <laughs> we used to get into it all the time. Why are you in, laughing? We'd be in competition all the time. Like all the time. He came up to me and he was like, if we lose, it's your fault. <laughs> 
like point blank period. Gotcha. He's just like, if we lose, it's on you mm-hmm. because you the one who says zero. And I was like, whatever, okay. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, it don't matter. I got this. We got this. It's zero. What you gonna do? So a couple days later, we found out that our class won. Like we won the, the the riddle. We got it right. And so we was all we were all excited. Whatever. The principal came in, brought us our candy, and we had a substitute teacher that day. So the sub was passing out the candy. And then this boy, he gets up. So this is the same boy who told me if we lose, it's it's, yeah. it's my fault. Um, he gets up and he's like, we should give Angela more candy. <laughs> Hmm. because she was the one who told us the yep. last number was zero. Yep. And I was like, yep. Well then. An early that lesson was, on royalty. <laughs> that was my moment of self-actualization. That's what it was. See, this was the top okay. of the Maslow's hierarchy, right? I got you. It was in that moment I knew that I could use my intellect to get whatever I wanted out of mm. foolish men. And like not even like Whoa. I'm joking right now, but Man, like in I'm all so seri- serious <laughs> in all seriousness. Whoa. It was in that moment that I was like, well, you know, I can kind of I I like being right. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling. I like what comes with it. I like, you know, pass me that extra candy. Pass me a couple extra bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you gonna come to me for this? You know what I mean? I you know and and being able to give off like being able to explain myself and like have people on my side on that in that mm-hmm. moment i was in third grade like what did i know about that but it was enough for me to be like well i like this i like this feeling yeah you know i like all of it um that was my moment of motivation if That's you will. beautiful if you will <laughs> you know um I wouldn't have given you my candy though, but you know. He was. I, I think I he would have. I think he would have gave me his candy. Like he was. He was so happy that we, our class won the candy that he would have foregone his candy to mm. give me his candy because candy. I got it. Right. If it were like Twix, a Hershey almonds, oh, a Baby Ruth, you know that would have been it. You're not getting it. <laughs> like not Aunt Aunt help. What up? Woke them. She helped. <laughs> but uh yeah it was enough to make a difference in his life i hear you <laughs> like that was my moment okay. and then ever since then it's just been like this is what i like and this is what i do you know what i'm saying yeah that motivation um so i think it does come down to like the climate or the environment that mm-hmm. people are in that kind of inspires that motivation yeah all right well i guess we're done with this conversation to today so we're gonna wrap it up here um we're gonna finish it with a with a game game a game all right so we're gonna be getting tallies on this too um the game is word association (laughs) Bars. All right. The way that it works is that I will say a word. Yep. And X Kai, you have to say a word that is associated with that word. Easy. And then I say Easy. a word that's associated with your word. We go back and forth, okay? Easy money. We go back and forth Easy money. until one of us messes up. Easy money. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. My word. Here we go. Motivation. Like right now? Yeah. Come on. Come on. 
Motivation. Inspiration. Spark. Match. Fire. Flame. Light. House. Water. Creek. River. Dam. Ocean. Wave. Surfer. Jellyfish. Shark. Crustacean. Crab. Lobster. Seafood. Clam. Red lobster. Nasty. <laughs> Ugly. Dirty. Clean. Uh, You're done. Right. Hey, that means right. woke STEM teacher got one, and X Kai has zero. Maybe uh, maybe he can win next time we play. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, he can win. Yeah. Um, but don't got forget lucky. to subscribe to this podcast if you love it. Um, leave us a review. Leave us a good rating. Um, and then follow me at on on Instagram and on Twitter at the woke STEM teacher. Follow X Kai on Twitter at I am X Kai. There it is. I am (laughs) excellent. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.